The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Welcome to The View from a Pew here in this beautiful month of November. I'm Mac McCoy. This is live. And uh, if you're watching this on Roku or YouTube or other places, uh, it is pre-recorded. That is how we do our webcasts or our podcasts. And uh, there are 27 sites you can get our podcasts. We're also on Roku, on your Roku Fire Stick or Roku TV. Just look for this little logo right here. I'm kind of dancing it around on the screen right here. Look for that. That is the name of the channel where you would normally see Netflix or Hope or whatever it is. Now you'll just see the view from a pew, and you'll find all of our programs there on Roku. want to thank our uh, producer, Garth, for getting everything done the way he does so well. And today, my co-host and I, Dr. Delmar uh, Austin, are talking about what does the Bible say about what happens between the time your body's dead and the time you're in the arms of Jesus. And it is not what you think. It is not a, 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 an old wives' tale or Grandma grew her wings and she's in heaven and watching over us. Here's what the Bible says about what happens between the time we die and the time we see Jesus. And that really is important for us to, to focus on. Uh, it is very easy to believe uh, what is traditionally taught without, I believe, uh, a careful look at what the Bible's trying to say. In 1 Corinthians 15, in our last program, we just looked at the fact the Apostle Paul says that we will receive incorruption, which means we're going to get, uh, get a strong, healthy body uh, that does not deteriorate anymore. We're going to get that, and we're going to get immortality, he says, at the time of the resurrection, which is at the time that Jesus returns a second time. So I'm not immortal now. I'm mortal, and I die, and I'm buried, and I wait for the time that Jesus returns again, and then I get the gift of immortality. And then I am able to live forever with him in a new kingdom. Well, let's go back to the first century, and let's look at what the Bible is trying to tell us, and also what was going on in the time of the first century. The disciples are facing, uh, their lives are on the line every day. They're facing martyrdom as, as uh, persecution is turned against them, first from the Jews and then uh, by the Romans. Uh, so they're facing all these things. And one of the most important things for them is to be able to uh, warn the church about false teachings. You might remember in the book of Acts that Paul is uh, talking about this. He is on his way back to Jerusalem, 
and he wants to meet with the elders of the church in Ephesus, and he meets with them, and he tells them, this is very important for you to understand. Don't, don't forget this, that after I'm gone, that uh, wolves are going to come in among the flock. And what he's talking about is false teachers. False teachers are going to come in, he says, among you. It's going to be right there in the church that false teachings are taking place. And, and notice also what 2 Peter chapter 2 says. This is Peter giving us a warning now. He says, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on for themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their own destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. So false teachers come in. They don't teach the truth. They teach falsehoods that move the church away. And and Paul talks about it. Peter talks about it. So obviously it was going to happen in the time of the church. Now we know that one of the falsehoods that came in was Gnosticism. This idea that uh, truth was uh, something that was only revealed to a special few, and uh, they they would deny some very basic things that the church is teaching. And, and Paul and Peter and John even respond to that in the New Testament. But there is another falsehood that's coming into the church, and that falsehood fits really uh, well with Greek philosophy at that time. And that, that idea is that there are departed spirits, and uh, man is, is inherently immortal, uh, you can you can read that of course in in Plato in uh, um, Socrates Pythagoras <laughs> they're they're teaching this kind of idea and much of the early church is in a Greek culture and so it's very easy to accept some of the ideas that the Greek philosophers are teaching and so pretty soon the Christian church starts teaching about departed spirits. But they're saying, well, when you die, you go to heaven or hell. And that, that co- corresponds or, or goes along with the idea that there is some kind of immortal soul when you die, that there is a departed spirit that goes to heaven or hell. Interestingly enough, at the time of the Protestant Reformation, when they're trying to go back to the Bible, they're trying to live according to the Bible, they come up with this idea again that when you die, you don't have a departed spirit that is immortal. There's soul sleep, and you rest in the grave. And some of the great Protestant reformers were teaching that idea. William Tyndale translated the New Testament uh, from Greek to English, taught the idea of soul sleep. Luther, Martin Luther, taught some things about uh, soul sleep. Uh, He was kind of going both ways for a while, it seems like, but he says at one time, immortality is a monstrous opinion of the medieval church. It's, it's not a biblical idea. The whole idea that, yes, you have some kind of immortal soul is contrary to what the Bible is trying to say. John Calvin 
although he has some pretty traditional ideas about death, he goes on to say prayers to the saints, prayers for the dead is all part of Roman paganism and idolatrous superstition. You're watching The View from a Pew. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to us or watch us. We're on Roku now with our own channel called The View from a Pew. About 27 podcast sites, Facebook, all kinds of places. So we thank you. You can always reach us at a very easy email to remember, Mac, M-A-C, kind of like macaroni, Mac at theviewfromapew.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Okay. That was me pointing at you. Okay. I'm not hitchhiking. I didn't know if we were out of time yet or not. But no, no. I, one of the things that I just want to point <laughs> out about this is the fact that when people get interested in the Bible again and they start researching the Bible and hearing what the Bible has to say, the whole idea of soul sleep, the idea that man rests in death until the return of Jesus becomes very clear again. And the Reformers saw that. Oscar Coleman it was a great theologian back in the uh, 1900s, and uh, Coleman made a uh, quite a remarkable speech at Harvard University at one time. He was a he was someone who would carefully study the New Testament, and he made a presentation that the title of the presentation was "The Immortality of the Soul." or the resurrection of the dead. And what he did was just look through the New Testament, and he showed the texts in the New Testament that showed that the idea there is all about the resurrection. It's about when Jesus returns again, and the idea of the immortality of the soul is really a, an old concept that you can, you can trace back to the Greeks, you can trace back to early ancient civilizations who believed this idea that there were departed spirits. Part of the reason for that was because they were worshiping departed spirits. They were venerating those departed spirits, and which was a, uh, a pagan custom and not a Christian uh, custom or not a, a custom of people who followed God and listened to God's words. Pastor Delmar Austin is my co-host. I'm Mac McCoy. Here's a question I have for you. Okay. I used to want, wonder why this made a difference in anybody's life. You know, if 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 I see Grandma right away or if I see her when Jesus returns, it's still going to be the next immediate moment. I figured out it meant something to me because I thought my Grandma was up in heaven watching over me. And I didn't like that because sometimes I'm not the best boy. And I realize now that not only did that not happen, but she didn't grow wings or anything like this. And this is biblical. Well, and, and part of the problem is, is if you believe something contrary to biblical teaching, it's very easy to fall into Satan's deceptions, not only about that, but about other things, too. And, and I believe that Satan has a reason that he would like people to believe that when you die, you don't really die. That was his lie from right. the very first, yep. he said to Eve, you will not surely die. That was a lie then, and it's still a lie today. 
All right, so what we're going to do when we come back tomorrow, we're going to talk about some things that you're probably going, uh, Pastor Mac, hold on. What about the thief on the cross? What about the rich man and Lazarus? What about all these things? Even Paul, who said, absent from the body is present with the Lord. Well, that's explainable through the Bible, and we'll do that when we come back. You can always catch us right here on Roku or 27 other uh, podcast sites, thanks to our producer, Garth, for getting that all done. And I want to especially thank our worldwide, that's so cool to say, worldwide sponsor, which is DivineTruthChristian.com. DivineTruthChristian.com. Christian.com. Yes, that's a website. Yes, you can order anything you want off that website. But guess what? You're going to talk to a person. In fact, you're going to talk to one of the people who own DivineTruthChristian.com. This is a family organization, and you will talk to them in person, and they will find out what you need. And if they don't have it ready to go, they'll ship it to you. Or if they have it, it comes to you right away. So we want to thank those folks at DivineTruthChristian.com for all their support. And remember, as we get closer to Christmas, right now it is the winter or fall of 2023 when we're recording this. When we get closer to Christmas, remember to keep Christ in Christmas. Every gift you give, let Jesus be a part of it. And thanks to DivineTruthChristian.com. Divine Truth Christian Store. Where you'll find more